Welcome, everyone. Hey, this is like trees walking, isn't it? Yes, it, it is. So if you pressed play on something else and are hearing something else, stop that and start listening to this. Yes, yeah, so thank you for listening to this podcast. I am the Reverend, um, the right Reverend, David Paul Berge, and my co-host and cohort is... Michael J. Nelson, and do you know what the middle initial is? <laughs> just It's just a J. It's just a letter. No, no, it's Jehoshaphat. Oh, really? No, it is not. Oh, okay. it's, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's the very simple and plain uh, Michael John Nelson. My parents did not go too crazy. J-O-H-N or just J-O-N? Not even that inventive J-O-H-N, the okay. traditional, yeah, so... People were more, parents were more boring. Like, there wasn't as much fun in naming your children. There wasn't as much noodling around and trying to be uh, creative. Yeah, just mm-hmm. a good, solid name. Did you know any, like, Finnegan's growing up or Finches or? No. Nope. Yeah. I just, I'm actually, so I have, you know, three young children and they're getting, you know, getting towards school age. And I'm looking forward to, like, th- looking at their class list names and, like, yearbooks. Because my kids have basically boring, um, plain names. They're just like, they're just like their dad, uh, boring and plain. And so uh, uh, I'm interested to see like what the other kids' names are going to be. Yeah, what? Because everybody, there's uh, when when our kids were little, we discovered that that Jack was the the name of the day, like not John and then the nickname, but Mm-mm. just kids named Jack. Yeah. And someone would yell Jack at the playground, and a hundred heads would turn. So it'll be interesting to see what your your kids uh, come up with. Lots of Bellas. Did you, before you named your children, did you do the thing of just trying to think? I think it's a different generation. When we named ours, we had to like try to rhyme every derogatory <laughs> nickname that kids were going to come up with <laughs> and try to inoculate ourselves from that kind of mockery. But nowadays, kids probably don't even do that anymore. No, it's it's bullying, and, and you'll be expelled if you even uh, sing song mock a name. But we, I mean, there are some things, you know, if, if it's very obvious, I think you have to not do it. But... Um, like, like uh, my son's Peter, like Peter Butter. And, you know, I mean, like you just sort of think of that kind of stuff. Like I was mine, my, the mocking of my name, I always got David Ham, Ham, Hamburgy. Oh, that's good. And yeah. I, you know, and it was kind of like, well, if you're going to be made fun of, like, that's not, that's really not that bad. Yeah. The, the only ones that I got were, uh, and it was like junior high stuff where people were really trying to stretch. And it was like, Nelson Smelson. Like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that's going to stick. <laughs> but anyway, that's not what the show is about. What is the show oh, about? Oh, this show, is, this is Bird. the podcast where um, we have serious conversations about the big questions of life and theology, philosophy, and culture. Uh, but uh, we don't, uh, serious conversations without taking ourselves too seriously. That's right. That's, That's our, what the show is. Sort of our tagline. So you get to eavesdrop in. Yeah. And uh, an exciting and full show today because we have a brand new department. Whoa. Wait, I'm going to stop myself and go back. We have two brand new departments. <laughs> two for the price of one. We are really gilding the lily. Bogo. Uh, yeah. So look forward to that. We have a new theme song that goes along with that. I know that's always a big moment for yeah, all of us. It's a, <laughs> it, people are, they anticipate such moments. And of course, we will try to answer one of the biggest questions of the day, a question that's out there. And so should we dive right into that? I discovered this. You question. discovered this and I think it's a it's a <laughs> there was there amazing discoveries. Was that a like a infomercial? 
Amazing discoveries. What was that? That, that sounds like that. Was I feel a, like yeah, it was an infomercial. Like this guy who was like, "Amazing discoveries." Oh yeah, that might have been where like the the ShamWow and, yes, uh, and yes. stuff came out of that uh, that peroxide soap that the people like so much. That stuff was. I mean, I, I feel bad. I feel bad for people who are going to grow up without like my own children are going to grow up without infomercials. I always wondered what what would it be like to to pretend to be an audience member excited <laughs> about amazing discoveries. That's such a weird fun. Who would want to join that group? Anyone like anything to get on TV, right? And they pr- they probably like bribed them somehow. Don't I'm you sure think? they did, but it, what a weird thing. And like, they were always like very elderly. It was like the retired like retiree crowd. You know what I mean? So it was like I suppose there was a lot of RVs parked out in the <laughs> exactly. parking lot of the studio in uh, Culver City or whatever. <laughs> exactly. So, all right. But you, you have an amazing discovery, Mike. I do. Like to share I, I came across this. Uh, this is a quote and a, a little discussion, but the, the quote really stuck with me, so I wrote this down. I was listening to an interview with a very famous, I, I don't want to call him out just for Put him on blast, as yeah. the kids say. <laughs> I just want to quote what he said, because it's, it's pretty popular, and it goes around. You see it online and everything. And he said this in an interview. It was something that touched on his beliefs about life. And he said uh, he gave his thoughts on what it was. Uh, it was certainly not religious. And he ended it by saying, I, I find that more plausible than to believe in a magic sky bully wagging his finger. Which, of course, he is talking about what the Christians would call our God, I assume. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so can you repeat that, Mike? What, what was it exactly? A... Uh, magic magic okay. sky bully wagging his finger was his characterization of who we believe is the God of the universe. Right. So where to start with this? What, what are your thoughts? <sighs> well... I just, I mean, it's, it's, it's just, it's sort of like a, a bit of a face palm moment. But I mean, uh, he, the reality is, like, I, I think he's wrong, obviously, but uh, just sort of uh, throwing up my hands is not really helpful because it's, that's, that opinion, while it's his and, you know, idios, not, it's not totally idiosyncratic. Like, it is an opinion that's out there. I mean, it's sort of fashionable if you, one styles oneself a kind of cultural elite and um, intellectual to say like, I, you know, I've left these childish things behind. And so, you know, there's these other people who basically have to rely on their sub-intellectual belief in, in, in their God is this projection of this type of, you know, magical fairy, but scold into the sky as well. And so it's out there, so we got to deal with it. And so my first response is just that I don't believe in that God either. Right. We're on the same, we're yep. on the same boat. Uh, first of all, I, I, when I heard it, I, I, I'm not a person who gets, I, I don't get offended, and nor should, I don't think that he should be Scolded he should be, for he should be fired because I yeah. don't I don't care I just right, find it right. it's, it's pretty silly, but I would just ask him if I had any kind of relationship with him, even if I was on a on a program with him, I would say now come on, is that how someone that you know an intelligent thoughtful person who happens to be a believer in God would they characterize him that way and and so it's it's sort of rude for him to characterize it that way and frankly it's kind of childish it's it's pretty puerile yes. for you to come up with it because that is obviously no one characterizes him that way it's obviously pejorative but it's pejorative in a very childish way it's right a, it, it, it's a poor understanding and it's rude at the same time and incredibly uh uncharitable and, and i think totally unserious like when we look at um 
I mean, I think just the sort of one example, I think one who's like our, you know, our shining example of moral righteousness that we pull from the 20th century. I mean, we always think of every, every social movement wants to compare itself to the, uh, you know, civil rights movement from the 50s and 60s, you know, for um, equality for uh, African-Americans in this country. And so the patron saint of that movement, although he's a, you know, much more interesting and complicated figure than just a sort of cookie cutter saint, but, you know, the Reverend Martin Luther King Jr., um, you know, one of the defining moments of his life and his act activism and his ministry was this moment where he was under a lot of pressure and threats. And, and he recalls this um, moment where he's standing in a kitchen and he's, you know, just facing all this pressure, these threats, I mean, threats upon his family, his life, you know, church bombings, um, all these horrible, horrible things. And um, he has this moment that he characterizes, you know, God, like God revealing himself to Martins as this sort of moment where this weight is lifted from him and, and, you know, almost audibly God is telling him that he's going to be okay, that, that he's going to continue the struggle. And, and that gives him the strength and the courage and the fortitude to move forward. And so, you know, to this director, it's like, well, like that's a belief in the Christian God. That's not a magical bully sky fairy <laughs> wagging his finger, but like it, so is was Doctor was the Reverend Doctor Martin Luther King a sort of a little you know child believing in this stupid silly thing in the sky, or is that actually like a, an intellectually and morally serious position? You know, would you say that to Doctor King? Yeah, right. And and just breaking it down on its face, first of all, let's look at the. Uh, because this was obviously a, a phrase that had come out of his mouth a lot. It, yeah. was, it was very, it, it rolled off of his tongue. Uh, do do bullies wag their finger? That's the other thing. Yeah, I thought, I there, thought that's bullies like a... pounded you. I didn't know He's conflating like a bully and a scold. A scold and a bully at the same time. So I don't know. They seem to be different, mm -hmm, different mm -hmm. entities to me. But also the magic thing is meant to be pejorative, and and let's address that a little yes, bit. Yes, yes. Because it's, is it meant to be like it's a it's a trick that we play on ourselves, or or the magic is meant to bring it back down to that level of, or you know that people that that I mean I'll just speak specifically Christian people, right? We it's to sort of I think pejoratively put down like praying about stuff, you know. So this idea that you pray for something and God magically does something for you. Um, which is just a, <laughs> just a, just a, and 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 a caricature, a straw man version of what prayer actually is. Of course, we ask God to intervene in our world and our lives. Um, you know, are you going to say that to someone when they get cancer or are facing a, an awful crisis? You know, like it, it's it's not a looking for magic. You know, it's looking for the God who created this universe um, and upholds it and sustains it to intervene in a particular way in a circumstance. And you can say, well, bleh. but that's a lot different than magic. Yeah. yeah. A, a totally different than magic, <laughs> yes. you know? And uh, and also then the, the sky part of it. Come on, man. I, I hate that one. I have to, <laughs> Why do you hate the sky? It rankles me. Why do you hate the sky, the does, sky does, part? Does a serious believer in God who believes that, okay, the universe was created by a powerful being. You, you can scoff at that if you want, but that's my belief. Don't tell me I believe in some sky fair. Like, what? That's just a different thing. What are you talking about? Why in the sky? The sky is up. I mean, it's just, 
you know, is God characterized as being in the sky by anyone that you've ever known in your life? Not in it, like not in any. There's like the sort of up in the heavens, you know, the the metaphorical sense. But everyone knows. Everyone knows that's a metaphor. Exactly, like that's how metaphors work, man. And 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 we all use them. You know what I mean? And and yeah, I and I think the the you know I understand the wagging finger and bully part because that's about this God makes um, moral claims upon human beings. And that is a very unpopular thing and probably makes moral claims that this director, you know, wouldn't agree with or his, you know, his purported followers make these moral claims that he wouldn't support. And so he calls that, you know, being a bully or whatever. But I think to, you know, totally dismiss this idea that um, there might be such thing as a, as a morality to which this God calls his creatures to, like that just, that doesn't seem like a hugely controversial point to me. Yeah, especially since I assume Mr. Famous Director, who I will not name, <laughs> that you have beliefs that, or that I have beliefs that you disagree with. Are you wagging your finger at me, sir? Are you telling me I shouldn't do something or that I should believe a certain way? How dare you wag your finger, you bully? But at least he's not in the sky. <laughs> well, <laughs> when he's he doing probably it. does a lot of flyover of my... Uh, he probably flies between New York and L.A. a lot. As so he's he over, probably is. As he's over as Minnesota, he's, Minnesota, he's wagging his finger. We're, we're, we're probably some of the good ones, though, he thinks, in, in Minnesota in terms of, like, you know, flyover country. Like, uh, Oh, I don't know. He, I, you know, when I got to California um, and, and did a lot of rounds of the studios, I would say, where I was from, and people would go, is that, and I heard this more than once, this is a true story, people would go, is that where that big race is? And I would think... Oh, are you talking about the marathon? And then they go, no, no, that car race. Oh, and, and I go. So they thought Minneapolis <laughs> was Indianapolis. Do you mean the Indianapolis 500. Yeah, is that in Minneapolis? I'm not kidding. Like studio execs and stuff. So he doesn't even know that we exist. No, that sky bully. Oh, that big, that big fly. You know, you Hollywood hotshot. But yeah, I, I think that this just, you know, um, this perspective. Because what we try to do is, you know, I think bring charity to the conversation you know as we're saying as we lay out what we would see other people's positions we want to go like okay how can i i don't agree with this but how can i understand it you know and I, and and most positions i understand how people could hold to them um and so this very you know dismissive toss off as you said really infantile objection that's treated as sort of in, intellectually serious it, it's it it, it it just is it's it's frustrating because it's presented as this adult perspective but it's actually extremely childish and there's this lack of awareness when one is saying that that it's actually like that it's actually sub it's beneath the person holding it i think yeah yeah and and i would say to mr famous director um admit that it gives you like a little bit of a thrill to put down people in this way admit that that's part of it and i think that that's part of the shared i'm part of a group where we we make fun of uh you know believers in God in this kind of, we have this little code and that makes me part of this little secret group. Right. It's, so it's, just admit it gives you a little thrill. Sir. It's a, it's a, it's a tribal identity. I, I would, I would actually go so far to say it is, it is his religious identity, right? It's, he's saying the creed, you know, this is, this is part of the creed that he gets to say is that I don't believe in a magic sky bully. Like, 
is is his version of I believe in God the Father Almighty, Maker of heaven and earth. You know that that he's said the words of the creed. It shows that he's in the group. You know, in the in the righteous um, sort of uh, he he would get admitted to Neil deGrasse Tyson's brand new country <laughs> of rationalia. You know, that might be one of the uh, cr- yes. parts of the creeds of of the great Neil deGrasse Tyson's rationalia. So he's in the club. He said the creed. He's morally and intellectually superior to everyone else. And so it is just a display of his tribal identity uh over everyone else that is absolutely what's happening mike spot on oh wow that it felt good to get that out there to get it off my chest and to scold this man no we're not (laughs) scolding we're just uh just pointing it out and uh hopefully we've we've addressed a few of the points and um speaking of being in clubs we have yes. a couple of, uh, you're going to join a club in just a moment after the break. A uh, little surprise that I'm going to spring on you. Mm-hmm. And then also our new department. So uh, let's take a little break and come back for these two thrilling new sections of Like Trees Walking. I think I'm going to like this. Cut you down Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to the Like Trees Walking podcast. Uh, There's a few things you could do that would really help us out. Uh, One of them is to go on iTunes and don't just rate us, but review us. Uh, Eight people have reviewed us so far. Uh, 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 and or eight people have rated us, uh, five people had reviewed us. So the more of those things, the merrier. Uh, it helps really people dis- us rise in the rankings so people can discover us. Also, another thing you can do, uh, you can go to Facebook and like like trees walking and that's where we post some of the links and uh funny interactive things uh you can follow us on twitter ltw pod is the handle uh there will be the occasional tweet from there and lastly uh you can just go to lighttreeswalkingpod.com that's where all the uh, the archive of all the old episodes is you can also sign up for our newsletter and so when we're doing our potting sessions oftentimes we'll send out some good secret content to our loyal uh email list subscribers so thank you everyone so much for listening um, keep spreading the good word and uh, enjoy Like Trees Walking. They got it out of me. I'm gonna get it out of you. You owe me money. You owe me money. You owe me money. You owe me money. Wow, that's good stuff. That is the uh, 90s Chicago bar band, The Bad Examples. Mm, I like to collect weird little albums like that. It's a really good one. Setting a more like a good example. <laughs> the guy uh. who uh, runs it be, became a... Who runs it? Is, is that what you do with a band? You run some... I'm running a new band. <laughs> the, the lead guy and songwriter. Oh, yeah. I forget his name. Ralph something. Uh, Macho talent, Jr. Talented guy, but he became a, a children's singer. So I oh, just really? like that transition from the, the rock and roll bar life into uh, children's music. All right. So, Mike, let's, yes. put a, let's put a bow on Magic Sky Fairy's finger-wagging Yeah, bully. it's uh, this, again, just to bring you up to date. I'm sure you heard the first part, but reminding you that what we were talking about is that I heard a famous Hollywood director. This guy's a famous TV director. He's created many popular and acclaimed TV series. And I heard him in an interview describe God as the magic sky bully wagging his finger. So we had a nice chin wag about that, as the Brits say. (laughs) But so, you know, so, I mean, he's clearly, a you know, I mean, I'd guess just a sort of a rational materialist. And so kind of a, you know, very cold, stoic, detached, 
you know, this is this is just sort of what it is, stiff upper lip. Uh, that's Mike. That's got to be kind of his beliefs, as he believes in nothing, right? You are wrong, sir. He, uh, he <laughs> expounded a little bit on his well, beliefs. I would love to know his beliefs. Uh, in, uh, in the proceeding, uh, or after that, I don't know what I'm saying anymore. Can we just, I, I need to go back to bed. Uh, he said after that, he expounded on his beliefs a little bit. And what he said was, and I made some notes here, so I'm reading them. He went on to explain how he believes we are all just holograms projected onto a non-existent universe by some aliens. He wasn't sure of this. Aliens or some foreign intelligence. Mm, mm. Um, and that we are some sort of a program that is running to try to improve the program into the next, you know, so, sort of like a... So we're like a one, we're like a universe, like a 1.0 and there might be a, we're like the beta, we're beta testing We're this? a beta testing something, yeah. So someday we'll be a killer app, but right now we're just like little components in a, in a uh, program is what this intelligent man believes and scoffs at us with our... Our, our magic s- sky bully <laughs> wagging his no, finger, no 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 so. no 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 Ali- aliens with a so- alien software program I, a much more plausible explanation yeah so anyway just wanted to, you to know where he's coming from and now we can delay no further we have a new uh, we have a new department we have a couple new departments. we have a couple new departments we're gonna lead so. into the one though with the other and this will all make sense in a moment this is a department we call choose your terrible soda that I have made. <laughs> <laughs> I think I gave you a little warning on this. I, uh, as people may know, Dave knows that I'm kind of a self-experimenter and I tinker mm-hmm. and I do odd things. I'm an eccentric. That's the correct term. <laughs> and, eccentric. Uh, uh, occasionally I will put things in bottles and ferment them that no man should do. I don't know why I do this. I just enjoy it. Um, so I have some a beet. Kvass, which is a Ukrainian drink. That is choice number one. It is a sort of uh, sweet, salty, sour. The Ukrainians love that kind of taste. And uh, <laughs> the next one is a soda I made out of uh, cucumber, lime. So far, so good, Oh, right? yum, yum. Yes. And onions. So <laughs> choose and drink your soda. We'll review it on the air, and then we will move into our next department. All right. Before I choose, I have to kind of, I want to talk through my thought process. So one of them is that uh, growing up, uh, we, we would always have Wednesday night suppers at church. And um, you know the canned cranberries that come out in the cylinder? Yeah, that they re- even retain the like the crinkles of the can yeah. when they come out. <laughs> yes. So there was one uh, Wednesday night supper in which I saw a red cylinder on the table, and I thought, oh. It's like Thanksgiving. I'm going to get the sweet, sweet taste, of, a sweet tart taste of canned cranberries, only to bite into a cylinder of beets. Oh, and beets what? Varied. They oh. do the same thing with the beets. It was, they do? Yes. And it was one of the more disappointing moments of my life. Like jellied beets? Yeah, it was like jellied beets in a can. It was. Oh, I've never, I've got to get into this. It was, well, you've given me some ideas It was now. so horrible. Um, but I also am a noted hater of onions. Oh well, then I think your choice is. Have you chosen? Yeah, I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'm gonna go with the onion. But the, 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 at least the other two ingredients. I do like beets in the right context, but but I might as well just go with the lemon lime or not lemon lime. Sorry, lime cucumber cucumber lime. cucumber lime onion. But you you hate onions. Soda. I thought you were saying you wanted. The but onion. I like uh, limes, <laughs> and oh. and cucumbers uh, like aren't that bad. Well, have a little crack of this, and then we'll get into our next yeah. apartment. Maybe here I'll get. Can you, you the get the sound, sound, please? Of it popping open here. 
Oh, that was that good, was actually. actually Folks, not a sound effect, like a oh, real. Oh, it's actually it's it's foaming up nicely. It's alive. Oh, so am I drinking this straight? Oh, we got glasses. We got glasses. We're not we're not savages here. All right, Come so on. I'm gonna pour. I'm, let me see if I can get the. Pour. Ooh, the onion smell is permeating. Oh god! Oh my! Oh my! God. <laughs> this. That was real pouring that got on there. Yeah. Too. Oh, look how fizzy it is. Oh, folks, looks... the onion smell is. Um, I, I would say the dominant smell <laughs> right now. Um, uh, do you have anywhere else to go today? Is there a cucumber? Making any house calls? <laughs> I have a few hours till I see my wife again, so, okay. or any other humans. All right. Well, uh, Mike, let's cheers. Cheers down the hatch. All right. There we go. Um. Um. Well, um. Yeah. Give me, give me your thoughts first. It's actually smells worse than it tastes. So I thought it would be just like very extremely oniony, but. It's mo- a little more tempered, I mean, yeah. than I thought. Yeah, what do you think? I think the flavor's actually, it's not bland, but it's on the pretty pretty mild side. Yes, absolutely. I mean, the smell is intense. <laughs> it is. It's but like horribly mind, intense. It just like that. It just sprayed out when it opened, so maybe it'll dissipate. Okay, another sip. Yeah. Uh, it's it's not bad. Um. It's not. You could not give this to a child and expect them to <laughs> to go, oh yay! But, it's a little. Uh, it's that's. It's got that tartness to it for sure. Yeah. Um, but it's not. I can. I think I can drink this whole yeah, portion it's, of a glass. It's an actual live. It's a lacto fermented, so you're getting all those good uh, probiotics. Oh, and everything. that's very important to me. It's all right. Important. So while we're sipping our delicious uh, lime cucumber onion mm-hmm. soda, mm-hmm. Um, let's move on to our new department. Which is ethical dilemmas, moral muddles. More. <laughs> well, we really haven't come up with a name for this yet. Come on, man. We're a professional podcast. I took a picture of the. Uh, I'm taking a picture of the. Uh, there we go. Of the bottle. Oh, nice. So that folks, we're gonna live. I'm gonna email that out to uh, to our our loyal listeners. We'll get a picture of of our soda. Nice. All right. Um, so yes, ma- ma- yeah, moral so, quandaries, doctor quandaries. Yes, exactly. There's something that you have to wrestle with when you are a moral uh, being, the things that come up. And this was one that uh, I realized one day when I was doing some moving or something. And I have hundreds of classical CDs and I had burnt them onto a PS3 or, you know, I have mm-hmm, digital mm-hmm, copies mm-hmm. of them. You'd ripped, you'd ripped them. I had ripped them. Yeah, burning is the opposite, right? Yes, yeah. burning is the opposite. Yeah, sorry. These old 90s terms, I can't keep them in my head. Uh, so I had a bunch of them, and, and then I realized, what am I supposed to do with these CDs? Because I, as the end user license agreement states, am the only one granted the right to have any copies of this stuff. Right? Yes. That's the way it goes. Yeah. So now I have hundreds and hundreds of digital copies, and I have hundreds of CDs. I can't give those CDs to someone, right? What do I do with them to be within my moral, to to honor the terms of my contract? What am I supposed to do? Um, That's the quandary I'm a, presenting to you, Pastor. What would what you a, advise me as your you come, congregant? You come into my office and yes, you say, "I'm tears in my eyes. I just I am shattered because I cannot get to the bottom of this moral quandary." Well, and it's an interesting discussion, right? Because um, you own, like, you purchase the copy. So, uh, in my estimation, like, it's your right to, you know, own it on whatever sort of medium that you choose. Yes, you know, if you that's can, physical you can or have digital. It, I, I believe, yeah, there are, you can have it on a number of storage systems, but you are the only, 
you know, user who can possess it. And, and can you, I mean, you know, because you, if you own a, I mean, here's an interesting thing. If you own a CD, you can give that CD to someone else. You can lend it out to them, exactly. you know, for sure. a brief period of time. But you can in, sell your CD, yeah. certainly, and then no matter how much you get for it, it's whatever anyone will pay for. Right, it. exactly, and that's all that's all legal. But the interesting thing with things that live in the digital realm, right, is that like you can get like give them to someone else whilst retaining the copy yourself. And so, um, I mean, uh, you know, and, I, and I'm going to be like, this is you know, full full disclosure. Uh, you know, I grew up, I I've stole I've stolen lots of music what? in my life. I, yes. I'm shocked. Yes, yes. So I, I, was, I went to college. Uh, my first semester was uh, in the year 2000. In the year 2000. I think that's 3000 actually, but whatever. Uh, in the year 2000, I was in college. And um, uh, it was like the, I had one semester of Napster. Oh, sure. And it was, you know, fast internet plus Napster was like... Ooh. Dangerous. Oh, oh, it was dangerous. We were downloading so a you lot had a of stuff. A bunch of poorly labeled songs. In <laughs> yes, your exactly. And then LimeWire came on afterwards, uh, like which was another alternative service. So I stole a lot of music uh, that way, to be sure. Um, I've since like just gone on to purchasing music because there I don't like. I find very little value in per, like just having a bunch of crap and the the artists who I want to support, I want to support by giving them money by buying their music. Also. It's immoral, and you're a pastor. <laughs> I, I, I would tend to point that out as well. But so I and I subscribe. I do subscribe. I have a music subscription actually that I, that I subscribe yeah, so to. So you're dancing around it. No, so I'm just saying that I, you know, I would advise you uh, to. I mean, depending on what you want to do, keep the C. I mean, I, you can keep the CDs even if you rip it, right? As long as you're just sure. using it yourself. Yeah. And if you know. Um, I think if you want to give it to someone else, I guess, you know, you're under the obligation to destroy your CDs, you know, or the, and the digital, erase um, the digital copies. Uh, but I will also say that, like, there was this case of with Apple, like, music, music subscription thing, one of the things that happened was, like, actually some people's, like, files that they owned got then, like, converted into an Apple subscription version and were, like, taken off of mm -hmm. their computer. So mm -hmm. I think there's a... Um, the end user yourself, there's a, there's a, you're thinking about being ethical. I just want to say Apple, uh, you know, all the big music companies or streaming services, there's also a big ethical dimension that they have. Cause kind of like our music is kind of hidden behind this black box now. Like we don't know what happens to it. And so when these companies come in and like take your files and turn them into something else, and it's very unclear that they're doing that because it's buried in this gigantic agreement that no one reads. Like, there is also a strong, uh, I think, a big ethical question in terms of what are what are these companies doing um, to and with our music that lives on our own computers. So, yeah. seems we, like you're seems like you're trying to change the subject. No, I'm not changing the subject. I'm saying we have a we have a responsibility, but but so do our corporate I'm, masters. Okay, but I'm not saying that anyone. I'm just laying down that that dilemma alone. And and here's where I land. Is okay. That I, if I move and I don't want the CDs anymore, I pretty much have to destroy them. I have to put them in a landfill and make sure that no one else gets them, which is a weird thing. To like, it is. I have to keep this from someone else. That's my obligation as the end user under that license agreement. I can't give them to someone else. However, if I guess if I threw them in a dumpster, first of all, I'm destroying Mother Earth. You are Gaia, our mother. Gaia, you're. She's crying. Yeah, and and secondly, I guess someone can just come along and and get them, but that's not my 
it would be my obligation to not make it easy for someone to get them and therefore share in an artist's work without them having contributed any to the artist in the way that they should. I think if you throw them away, you don't like have to lock your garbage can no, in I a dumpster. But what I'm saying what I mean? is I can't just like set them out on the curb and go, oh, <laughs> whatever happens, <laughs> happens. Yeah. So that's, that's where I land and I can't see any way around it. I think it's an interesting one because it's, it's so puzzling. Like these physical objects, I have to not give them to somebody. Who could enjoy them and if i did then i have to destroy my own music collection. right and can you sell the digital like if they want it could you sell them your digital file i suppose i could if i then wiped it out from my computer right exactly see it's a it's a good one twist it around in your mind people that was the point of this exercise is there are moral dimensions to a lot of things that at first you don't think about, but if you yeah. want to be a moral human being, you you gotta put some thought into these things. And and imagine that if you are if you do steal this music, there is a magic sky bully <laughs> wagging his finger at you. What is the moral dimension to the soda at this point? Are you still drinking it? I actually picked it up again of my own volition and took a sip. Um, oh, so you did? So not even against your will? Um, oh, that was a nice big sip from it. Yeah. So any closing thoughts on all three things? The Sky Bully, the soda, and uh, stealing CDs, which you apparently do at a regular basis. <laughs> it's been a long time since I think I've stolen a CD. So am I? Since I think I've stolen. No, this I'm. Is, I'm, being, I'm trying. Trouble. I'm trying to be. I'm like trying to be honest. I'm trying to not like exculpate yeah, no, myself, you know, I, and I uh, and and point the finger at others while it should be pointing at at myself. No, um, well, it's, it's yeah. So <laughs> no, I was just thinking one instance, but um, I can excuse myself. But uh, 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 so all this to sum it up, okay? So sky bully, no one believes in the sky bully. Yeah, stop that. Stop that. Yeah. That that stop. Uh, what's the second one? Oh, the soda. Um, Give, or just let's do a simple one a grade. Out of, one out of ten grade on this. It's a solid four. Okay, I'd give That's it a, a solid higher four. than I um, thought. Actually. And, uh, and the and the and the CDs thing, yeah. Support support local artists. Yeah. Okay. Well, got. there you have it. Uh, we've uh, broad ranging like trees walking today, and one that is slightly onion scented now. So <laughs> thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next time on LTW. Like trees walking. <laughs> <laughs>